Hello, bonjour. Welcome to Pardon Our French with Quincy and Justine, where we give you the 411 on everything Paris. We're back for episode two. Thanks for tuning in. We're so excited to delve into what to expect when you first land in Paris, essentially everything that goes into setting up life in France. We're going to delve into apartment, finding an apartment and everything that goes into that. Mm-hmm. Carte vitale, what is that and why it's amazing, but it's very difficult yeah. to set up. Very difficult to set up. And visas, which will be mostly Quincy. Yes, because... I'm currently down in the visa dungeon right now. Um, So right now I'm very lucky to be living in a family friend's apartment and I pay sort of a family friendly rate. Um, It's very central because we both live right in the second arrondissement. Um, But I have not always had that apartment. (laughs) I mainly, I first moved into that apartment in 2020 because the family um, actually had an attempted break-in and they were in California because of COVID. And so they were like, oh, we'd love to have some very responsible um, (laughs) college student move in. And so that was sort of, I was like, oh, twist my arm. I'll move into this beautiful apartment. Um, But before that, I lived in an apartment in the 14th. So that's farther out. Uh, It's a nice, it's a nice neighborhood, but it's just very residential. residential. There's nothing going on. It's kind of far away. It's in the South, right? Yeah, it's in the South. Um, And I like the apartment. It was like decent sized for me. I found it on this website called Paris Attitude. Um, which is a good place to find an apartment if you're a foreigner because yeah. they actually let you pay with credit card. Um, so you wouldn't need a French bank account and you're able to just pay every month online, which is very easy. And it kind of cuts out in France. You need to have a guarantor. Mm-hmm. Is that the same word in, yeah, in, yeah. in, in English? Yeah. A um, co-signer. Yeah, a, co- a co-signer. Um, and basically it's like very hard and a lot of people will turn you away if you don't mm-hmm. have a French ga- uh, French guarantor. And so Paris Attitude was like a great place for me at first to get this first apartment, but it was very overpriced and mm-hmm. there were agency fees that were just so unnecessary. Yeah. So it's definitely a ripoff if it's, you were to come nice for, yeah. When you really don't have another choice because yeah. then they yeah. can basically co-sign for you. Yeah. And before that, I lived with a host mother in a, <laughs> her spare room, which was... Oh boy. <laughs> was that when you first got here? Yes. Okay. And I, I so I had a great uh, host family experience when I lived in Rennes um, in high school. That family was incredible. I'm actually still in touch with them today. And so I was kind of expecting a similar vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but unlike them, this woman was clearly just in it for the money, which a lot of them are. That's and so I actually true. ended up leaving that apartment before our contract because she was actually kind of mean to me I and mean, it was just like a miserable environment so I wanted to get out of that and that's when I moved into the apartment in the 14th so yeah. a good example that there are great experiences and yeah so great experiences yeah. then again I have tons of friends who like came to study abroad and had host families who were wonderful mm-hmm. so it's really you know a lot of programs will provide families that they know and that are yes. vetted to yeah. some extent I found this one on my own you have had some okay so f- I did come here, like, f- while COVID was in full blast. Like, yeah. So it was really hard. It was also really stressful because I was looking for an apartment from the U.S. And when mm. you're looking, when you're not in France, you can't visit things. People can't meet you. Can't. It's not the same. They can't call you. It's, like, more risky to yeah. have you sign an apartment when you're abroad because you never know what can happen. Yeah. Like, if your flight gets canceled and you can't get there or whatnot. So I was frantically looking for, like, three weeks before I came, like, literally the three weeks before I was supposed to come to Paris. Yeah. And I was looking on um, websites. I didn't look at Paris Attitude. I looked more mm. on, like, solog.fr, mm. pap.fr, um, 
Le Bon Coin, even, which I don't think I would recommend for apartments because yeah, you could get foreigners. scammed. Yeah. Um, but I found something on BEP. I was looking to stay in the 11th or like the Marais area, like three or four um, arrondissement because my school was in the 18th and I didn't want to live in the 18th. Um, yeah. It's a little bit sketchier. Like it's up and coming for sure, but it's it's also further out. There are a lot more people trying to talk to you on the yes. street in the 18th. Yeah. Um, so I, and I knew the, 11, the 11th like borders the 18th mm-hmm. um, and the 20th. And I knew the neighborhood quite well because I had stayed with somebody. It's that's a whole other story we're going to go into. But yeah. basically, I had lived with someone in the 11th, and I basically found an apartment that was down the street, like really two blocks away. So I felt comfortable. I was like, I know this area. Yeah. I know what I'm going into. These people are super nice. It was an agency representing the like landlord. Yeah. Um, but like the fee for the agency was not extreme. It was like I think a hundred bucks. Yeah, um, mine was like hundreds per month on yeah. Paris Attitude. Like, I, it's terrible. It's like, I recommend that place, but I also don't because it's such a ripoff. But like, if you are coming to stay mm-hmm. for maybe a year, it's I would say it's worth it. Yeah. But if you're actually coming to stay for longer yeah. or for good, it's, yeah, find a different Very solution. expensive, yeah. yeah. And even my apartment, it was like, uh, it's in the 11th, so it's a nice neighborhood, but it's not like central central. Yeah. And I had 32 meters square, which is pretty small it's basically a bedroom a living room and i had a tiny kitchen yeah um and it was still like 1200 a month yeah my 28 meter square apartment in the 14th was 1300 a month whoa yeah i feel like that's really expensive yeah especially for that area i'm like it's far out yeah in the boondocks dang (laughs) you you can find anything between like a studio for like 850 to 900 depending on the area to you know 2003 3000 a month yeah um, so, yeah, I found that apartment. It was on the fifth floor, no elevator, which, for those of you who don't know, the French, like, stairs system. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually six floors because the first floor that we know is called the ground floor in France. So yeah. It's basically zero. And then you yeah. go up, and that's the first floor. Yeah. And I actually, in my building, I have something else. I have the entresol. Yeah. So it's <laughs> my floor. I'm on the fifth floor, but it's technically, in American standards, it's the seventh floor. Yeah. So I found this apartment. The agency woman was so nice. And and so I was very excited. I was like, oh, great. I have, like, a great landlord experience. Except for he only uses the agencies for when he's trying to book in the apartment. And once oh, yeah. it's booked, she left. Uh. And my communication was only with him. Um, which he was not very helpful because he didn't live in Paris. He lived way outside of Paris. Okay. And every time I needed something fixed, like, it wouldn't get fixed yeah. pretty much. So I had doorknobs that didn't work. <laughs> my, <laughs> the, like, knob to my window to, like, open the window would, like, fly off if you tried to pull too hard. And I literally used a nail. I used, like, a literal nail to keep it onto the thing. Um, well, the floor had a hole in it. There was a hole in the floor. Like, every time you walked, if you walked on it, you'd, like, sink down into the, oh like, God. hardwood. That apartment did have so many issues. Yeah. It, it was, was a bit of a hot bad. mess, but it was, like, it looked nice. It was super cute. you made it look nice. <laughs> but it was, like... Well, it was, like, Osmanian style. Yeah, so, like, yeah, super yeah. pretty, like, moldings. Yeah, like, classic and Parisian. It was yeah. gorgeous. I had stained glass windows yeah, in my was... living room. Um, it's nice. gor- it was gorgeous. I loved that apartment. It was a yeah. great first experience of like really understanding the realities of things. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's talk a little bit about when people are visiting Paris, yeah. what best neighborhoods to stay in. Oh, yeah. Because I have a lot of people coming and they always ask me or like some people will tell me after they've booked and they're like, oh, I'm staying on the Champs-Elysees. Or like, like, oh, my right God, why did you Eiffel- do that? By the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> no. Like, oh, don't That's stay there. <laughs> the Eiffel Tower is 
Steer clear. Yeah. The the neighborhood, gorgeous. Amazing apartments. Yeah. The Eiffel Tower is beautiful. You want it to be like your view out the window. There is nothing to do in those neighborhoods. And there's such... Okay, so I work right next to the Eiffel Tower now. Mm -hmm. um, And... It's just like a dead zone. There's no good food. It's all overpriced. It's all disgusting. Yeah. Um, it's just not, you do not want to be staying there. And you do not want to stay on the Champs-Élysées. No. For God's sakes. It's yeah. literally only tourists. I never go over, over there ever. Like, Me I don't either. think I've been over there in like three years. No. And even when my friends visit, I'm like, you can go see that on your own. Yeah. <laughs> so I really do yeah. not need to go over there. Yeah. No. I used, my internship was there, so I was there every day as well. Yeah. No, but it's just so unnecessary. Do not stay there. No. Our recommended places, I always tell people stay in the Marais, in the third yeah. and fourth. Stay either, I, I say first through sixth usually to people. Same, yeah. First through sixth arrondissement. If you look at yeah. like the map of Paris, they call it an escargot or a snail shell because yeah. basically if you start at the one, it goes into a spiral and yeah. it like goes out like to the higher numbers. Mm-hmm. So one, two, three, four, five, six are the like central ones around the river and they have like the most fun things to do Mm -hmm. so many restaurants so much shopping those are the areas you're gonna hang out in when you're here and i think that so in terms of the neighborhoods that look like most what you would imagine paris to look like i think the sixth yeah five and six very like five six and then also the the marais aussi yeah i think it's a little bit different but like very quintessential paris would be the absolutely I lived there for a hot sec. Mm-hmm. Um, That's like your idyllic Paris very, yeah. neighborhoods that yeah. are clean and so beautiful. And we're like Café Fleur and De Magot. In general, the left bank is a lot. Like the left bank bougie. is the more like bougie, like what you would expect, like the very quintessential Paris. And then mm-hmm. the right bank, which is where we live, is yeah. a bit more like authentic, a bit more, you know. There's a mixture of like different kind of people and yeah. like vibes around there's like a vibe mm-hmm. for everyone really exactly and that's why i even though like coming from new york i never feel that paris is small because each neighborhood has a different vibe mm-hmm. and like i still haven't explored some of them like, yeah you know we stay in our own and there's we still do, things to explore so yeah yeah <laughs> it's so central it's hard to leave yeah um and if you're coming just for a little bit like yeah get an airbnb yeah stay at a hotel whatever you want to do but and it is the, expensive so if you're on a budget I'd yeah. say maybe like the eleventh, tenth would yeah, be good to would stay be in. Good to stay in because yeah. they're on the border of those um, like arrondissement districts. Yeah, and there's still cool neighborhoods to be in. Yeah, um, and you're not far. There are metro stop, like metro lines that will take you into the center easily, or you just walk. It's like twenty five max. Okay, oh, so okay. now that we've said, we've told you guys everything that we know about apartments. Basically, well, we wanted to talk about the carte vitale, which is a healthcare card, which is essentially connected to your social security number here and allows you to get reimbursed for all the healthcare that you receive in France, um, including prescriptions, which is amazing. I did not have this for like the first two years I lived here, but then I I don't know how you did without it. Okay. But when you go into the pharmacy and you buy something without a healthcare, the cafe said, it's still only like 10 bucks. Yeah. It's so cheap. It's not an imposition. No, it's true. (laughs) So it's like, you know, I remember getting like a couple weeks of antibiotics and it was just like, oh, that'll be four euros. Yeah. What? I know. It's wild. I'm still like that at the counter. Like, they hand me a pile of stuff that I have, and they're like, oh, that'll be 12 euros. Gosh. Incroyable. So that's without the card. You can get a lot without the card, because in France, they actually um, regulate medication and stuff like that a lot better Mm -hmm. than they do in the U.S., and so you can survive for a long time without the card. Yeah. That being said... It is nice to have this card because it automatically, like, backfills into your bank Mm -hmm. and just gives you the money back. But the Calpitat is really important to have, so you have to do this because, yes, 
day-to-day prescriptions and things like that aren't that expensive or like yes. doctor's appointments, etc. But if anything like hopefully never does, but if it does happen, a bad like accident or whatnot, you need to stay in the hospital, that can be so expensive. Yeah. And as you know, people who are in the US know how expensive nights at a hospital could be. It's mm. it's not different in France because it is the same kind of care that you're going to be receiving. But with the Caltrizad, you would be reimbursed. Unlike yeah. France where you have, I mean, the U.S. where you have to, like, fight your insurance to, like, yeah. cover, like, even not even half of what you had to pay. Yeah. No, totally. Also, so. this, you told me this the other day, um, our social security numbers automatically start with either a one or a two, depending on your sex. Yeah. Um, Guess who's two? <laughs> this made me, like... <laughs> burn i literally went and got my purse and checked my card and i was like it's fine it starts with a two these sexist people <laughs> setting it up is hard mine took a while because but, i needed to bring my original birth certificate to france to upload yeah. these to the like account and there was something bugging oh with my passport because it said i was born in california but it was my french passport and they were like this does not make they sense. just don't know what to do with yeah that. yeah if you don't, if you have anything that's out of the standard, they have no idea how to deal with it. Yeah, they it literally had a conniption a because my birth certificate says so. I have a capital S in my last name, so my birth certificate has it all together. But then my passport separates the Mac and the Shane mm-hmm. because, like, that's how they like show a capital letter in the middle of a name yeah. on a passport. And so the Carte Vital people said. Can you go get a different birth certificate? Like this one is not up, not up to snuff. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, just it's go- a birth certificate. <laughs> and I'm like, I do, uh, I do think oh, it yeah. is important to talk about like the differences between like what you will get out of like a French health- healthcare provider versus an American one. Mm-hmm. Um, and this frustrates me sometimes, but also like I understand it and I think it does make a lot of sense. Um, I think it's frustrating because we're so used to it. Yeah, because we're so used to it in the U.S. In the U.S., you can get, like, anything at the snap of a finger, but... It's like there's um, a pill to cure everything. Yeah, exactly. And in France, because, you know, the doctors are not making loads of money off of you and as a patient... it's just more regulated, Yeah, it's, it's more regulated, and they're not, like, looking to make money off of you. And so, in that way, they aren't going to be pushing pills on every problem, and they're likely to treat you in a very, like, step-by-step process they're not going to jump to do a lot of tests mm-hmm. if they don't think or they don't see yet that that is necessary yeah. or um, they'll do a bunch of tests to really find out what's wrong instead of trying like giving you a pill to try and yeah. if it doesn't work you come back yeah exactly in europe they just do not they are not going to prescribe you stuff they're not going to give you tests that they don't think that you need and you know if you do want to go be tested for x y or z you have to have a doctor actually prescribe that you can't yeah. just walk in and say i'd like to get this done yeah, if you go into a lab, you can't just have tests yeah. done. You have to go to your, like, generalist who then gives you, like, a prescription to go yeah. get the test. Yeah. Or see another specialist, like a dermatologist. Um, yeah, but most importantly, and I think most relevantly to a lot of people, if you're coming to stay for more than three months as Americans, um, is the visa issue. Mm-hmm. I am currently really having some visa yeah. problems. Um, so I've been on a student visa since I got here and I've just been like uh, switching them up when they end. I just apply for another and student visas are very rarely uh, rejected because it's like you're enrolled, they get yeah. it. It's a very like Most people who easy. come to Paris will enroll in a school just to have a student visa to yeah. get them started. Exactly. Um, and I really, you know, I was always studying. There was that one year I was doing mm-hmm. my classes from the US and so I actually enrolled in a French language school despite 
being already fluent in French. <laughs> and I went like 60% of the time. But um, so now is my first time that I'm going to be switching off of a student visa. And my job is an international organization. And basically, they need to sponsor me a diplomatic visa. Mm -hmm. um, but to do so, I need to surrender my student visa because yeah. they can't, you can't have two visas going at Which once. Which sounds like it wouldn't be very difficult to do. Yeah, you would think that you could just go in, hand it in. They'd be like, check you off. Okay, you're done. No. Yeah. I have been chasing these hooligans around Ce pas possible. every freaking possible, <laughs> like every, I've been filling out all these online forms, like, and the problem is, is that now the, all the visa system is all like online, which you think, oh, that's so great. Mm -hmm. No, no. <laughs> no, no. Because if you don't have a very standard case, which obviously a diplomatic visa is not a standard case. Yeah. And so... They just like have no idea how to deal with you. There's and no, there's no avenue. Like there's, it's basically like, oh, click A, B, and C. Which one is your case? If you're, if you're not in there, we're not times. dealing with you. Like we're yeah. not even gonna try to yeah. help you. So I've been like, they have like help numbers, and so I call them and I say, oh, could you help me set up an appointment because I need to surrender this visa. I explain, mm -hmm. and they're basically like, mm, we don't do anything over the phone. And I, I'm like, okay, but yes, I understand that. Mm -hmm. However. No, yeah, you can email this email, whatever, and then they never get back to you. They will literally spit that in the spams and be yeah, done. <laughs> yeah, they really will. And so then I, of course, go to the prefecture, knowing all well and good that they will not let you near that place without an appointment. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm like, this is my only option now. Yeah, and so I go up, and I mean, it must be like a prerequisite of working there to just be like <laughs> the most insufferable people you've ever met. <laughs> For God's sakes, I'm sorry. And but like, honestly, French people agree. Like, this is not yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. No, an this American. is a well-known thing. Like, my boss was like, oh, this is, like, a national sport is trying to, like, yeah. have people deal with the prefecture. And it's like, if you tell someone you're going, they're like, ah, bonne chance. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I don't think I've ever left there, like, not in tears. For, like, literally. This past time Or included. just, like, infuriated. Yeah, no. So, I, I walk up, and I'm like, ugh. You know, the first things are like, vous avez un rendez-vous? Mm -hmm. No, j'ai pas de rendez-vous, mais en fait, and then I go in and I explain everything, like, and they're like, put the hand in your face. Yeah, literally. <laughs> you know, the second you say no, they're like, ah, da, 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 da. yeah. And I'm like, okay, but just hear me out. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, we'll go and fill out the formulaire. Yeah. Bah, je l'ai déjà fait. And yeah. so then I'm like looking for it, and I show him. Yeah. I show him, and he's like, oh, you didn't fill out the right one. Well, don't worry, because I filled out seven of them. <laughs> I have been in this country for long enough that I know these people. I know them, Good and so I'm you. like, I have filled out every freaking possible version of this yeah. formulaire and i have the receipts i'm showing this man the receipts he's so mad and then he's like we'll call the number i said i already called them yeah. he goes call again and then i'm like well what do you want me to do and i'm saying that like i've basically exhausted every resource i have and this is the point at which he is standing five feet away from me and he just like pretends not to hear me no and i'm like excuse me like i'm really just here to get some help like this is what you guys are here for yeah. um could you please help me like i've really tried to do everything and i'm like staying calm as calm yeah. as i can be because they like you know yeah hmm. and there's a police officer standing there and he comes over to me and he shoves me and he goes ma'am we have to like you know clear the perimeter this is he, he, he you're like, in the way yeah and I'm like, I am not a threat. Yeah. I'm standing here in my, like, Madewell loafers. I'm not about to, like, run down the gates of the prefecture. Like, and what? honestly, I've seen people in the offices get mad, mad. And, like, yeah. nobody says anything. Yeah. Like, there are mad, mad people in there. Yeah. But I'm like, it is enough to make you want to go insane. Yeah. I mean, 
the stupidest thing. I got, I needed an ID card, right? To, yeah. It's just easier to travel around with an ID card rather than your passport everywhere yeah. you go. So I'd go and I have literally every piece of information. Everything's mm-hmm. good. And it's like they really search for the one thing you fucked up on yeah. because they decided to tell me that the photo I took, everything was fine except for you couldn't see clothing around my neck because I was wearing... It's not your naked. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, have you seen an ID picture? It's literally your neck up. Am I supposed to wear a turtleneck? <laughs> I'm dead. She was like, mm, I don't know if this is going to pass because you're not clothed and it needs, you need to have some clothing. Stop. I was like, bitch, it literally says you can't wear turtlenecks on here. Like, so <laughs> what am I supposed to do? That's insane. No, they can be sticklers about stuff like in these appointments. Yeah. They're just trying to give you, and they are trying to give you a hard time. Like, yeah. I remember the first time I renewed my student visa, you go in person at that time before mm-hmm. they moved it all online. Um, and... They give you a whole list of what to bring. So you, like, can be as prepared as you want. Mm -hmm. And then you sit down, and they start asking you for things that aren't on the list. Yep. She was like, oh, can I see your phone record? And I'm like, oh, I don't have that. And she turns to the lady next to her, and she's like, see what I have to deal with? Yeah. She doesn't have anything. Or they start whispering, like, Yeah. And I'm like, I speak French. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um... And then it's like, oh, do you have the copy of your passport? Yes, of course. Here it is. How about the copy of the copy? (laughs) Ma'am. Ma'am. Make a copy right now. Make a copy right now. Um, fast forward, imagine me like trying to break into the library at this school where this <laughs> visa center was and like having this French girl have to photocopy my passport because I wasn't allowed in because I don't go to the school. Wow. And they will be difficult. But now I'm like so prepared. Yeah. Like during COVID, especially like getting back into France, you had to have all, you know, all your, mm-hmm. your um, what's it called? The pass yeah. And you have to have all this stuff and like vaccine records. Yeah. At the time, they also didn't, they didn't let you in if you like weren't living there. So I like printed out copies of copies mm-hmm. of my apartment lease, my uh, my pass sanitaire, my visa, like yeah. all this stuff to like smack it down on the <laughs> counter when they say like, oh, you're not allowed Tell in. me I don't live here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I've, I've gotten used to it, but I am definitely having a much harder time than I've had up until this point. Um, and I do think I'm going to have to go back to the U.S. Yeah. to request a visa at the consulate. That's so. terrible. I feel so bad because I have a passport, so everything's easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> cries an immigrant <laughs> no i really understand because i'm very like adamantly not like a, i think a lot of people assume that at least in my experience they assume that i came here for someone mm-hmm. for that's instance, the first question you get yeah for, for instance this <laughs> doctor i went to boy? once just assumed and he goes you and your husband i was like when did i say i have a husband yeah um but and that is something like when, when i do get citizenship i do want it to be on my own Mm-hmm. you know, merit, but I, given all these issues, I'm like reconsidering the Pax or the, yeah. or the mariage. In France, a Pax is basically like a non-religious marriage. Yeah. Um, they started it a bunch of years ago. I think it was originally for gay couples to be able to get married. In separation um, of like church and yeah, state. Yeah, in, in separation of the church. But now it is used by a lot of people who just don't want to have a marriage that is, you know, within the cadre of yeah. a religion, which I do not want. So yeah. I, if I do end up getting married to someone, I would want a pax instead of mm-hmm. the classic mariage. So I think next episode we should talk about dating mm-hmm. um, in France, our experiences. Um, obviously, mine more <laughs> turbulent, shall we say, yeah, than yours. That's only because um, I found someone really quickly. Yeah, very which luckily. Definitely not the plan, but you know, <laughs> things happen. It's <laughs> <He's> squinting over here. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you knew I wasn't looking for anything. Yeah, but we, we'll talk about, like, how we meet people, if there are noticeable differences. <clears throat> there are. So many. Um, and sort of where we are currently. Yeah. 
So that being said, à bientôt. Au revoir.